How are you guys doing? Welcome. Hope you guys had a fantastic week. I know you guys get to spend the time with your family tomorrow. A little bit of Thanksgiving action. I know a lot of you guys are excited. Some think it's a super racist holiday. Some like to just enjoy turkey. And some love to, well, just, well, some people actually don't like turkey. I mean, I read some really goofy stuff leading up into this holiday. There's been some stuff that I never would have thought would have been online. Well, actually, you know, I take that back. You, you never doubt human beings. They do some of the dumbest things on planet Earth. So so weird. We're some of the smartest things on planet Earth, and we're also some of the dumbest things on planet Earth. Sometimes I think a goldfish has, has more brains than some of the people that write this stuff. But I'm out of here, and I do love you guys. I'm excited to kick this one off. We got a uh, Milwaukee. We love it up there. I love all of y'all that listen to this thing, this, this, this podcast, and watch it on YouTube from up there. But y'all's... I, I don't know. I, I don't know what goes on up there in the north, but you guys just don't have your shit together at all. Not even a little bit. Not even like the slightest bit. Anyway, there was a, a Milwaukee Black Lives Matter activist said the Christmas parade attack in Wisconsin here just, just recently appears to signal the revolution may have begun. Now, that's kind of one of the goofiest things I think you could you could put out there publicly. I mean, this is we've already seen one person canceled. We, there was literally one person canceled over this. Her name was like Mary Lemansky. I mean, I can't believe I remember her name. She was a Democratic. Uh, I, I, she, she ran their social media account. She said that basically it happened because of um, she had said publicly that you have to reap what you sow. Pretty much that the children's the lives of, of the kids that died is, is on the hands of, of, of the jurors, essentially. Anyway, doesn't really matter. Mays is a well-known activist in Milwaukee. He described himself as a battle rapper, community activist and songwriter. He's also a tattoo artist and a militant. Damn, this dude is f***ing stacked. <laughs> In the military, we'd call him, he's got the tower of power, baby. He's prepped and ready. He's been to battle. He's been to war. He's a militant tattoo artist, songwriter, community activist, and battle rapper. What the fuck is a battle rapper? But he is prepped and ready to be one. <laughs> oh, Stuff like this, I mean, you got to laugh at. Guys like this, I mean, I, I get it. But you know what? I got a, I got a video we're going to play. It's super exciting. Uh, these kind of guys... They, they, they fill my heart with joy when they, when they say the stuff that they do. I don't know. Now, we'll have to wait and see, because they did. They do have somebody in custody. We may have to wait and see what they say about why this happened. But it sounds like possible that the revolution has started in Wisconsin. Oh. Starting with this Christmas parade. Uh... Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something I'm missing, but it's, I said I wasn't going to speak on the rumors. Y'all are repeating some of the stuff that, you know, that has come up. And, uh, I'm just going to pause it there. I don't, I don't really care what he has to say after this. He literally just said the revolution started and it started because of the Christmas parade. Everybody in the Christmas parade that had died is white. And a, a BLM activist drove through them. So the crazy part about this is he goes on and he states that, the, that this is the revolution has started and it was based on the, this gentleman, as we do know, Daryl Brooks, running through a crowd of people and everybody that has died in this was just, well, they were all white. And then we just had an eight-year-old kid who was just killed, a little boy. He was, he was in for, for the last two days. He's been pretty much in intensive care at the hospital and he died. He succumbed to his wounds that he had received from a Terrible human being, scum of the earth, running through a crowd of people, which if you guys do a little bit of research on it, you'll, you'll notice that it comes up multiple times that he wasn't just driving straight. He was actively targeting people as he was driving. And the crazy thing is, is mainstream media outside of, say, Fox and a little bit more right-wing stuff, they're not talking about it whatsoever. 
because it goes against their agenda 100 million percent. And when I mean 100 million percent, the gentleman who drove through the crowd was an active BLM activist who was going and saying tons of stuff publicly. He was a black guy and he was targeting white people. If you flipped it around the other way, if you flip that scenario around the opposite way, you put a white person inside of a car targeting a crowd of BLM protesters. Oh my God. If you go on a CNN page right now, which I'm going to just because I'm, I'm, I want to prove a point. There is not a single, not a single article, not a single one on the homepage that is talking about this thing that has happened. They're talking about the uh, Ahmed Arbery killing trial. That's one of the things because it goes again. It goes with the agenda that they're always trying to push, which is this is fine. This is their thing. Trump says Rittenhouse visited Mar-a-Lago. That's one of the biggest ones. Why that would be a big thing, I have absolutely no idea. You just had a gentleman drive through a crowd of people. In my eyes, is is literally a domestic terrorist at that point, or and or a hate crime, which is a federal offense, to me. So what he did, if he comes out in this, this is actually a hate crime, like a, like a, like a racist type of event. This person should be, but I don't know if they have it, should be put to death in Texas. If you were to do this, and it came out that you did it because you're you're go, you're killing someone because of the race, one hundred percent, you'd be put to death. There'd be their death penalty would be on the table. I don't know if the death penalty is going to be on the table because I actually don't know the laws up there. And I don't even know if they have it. A lot of those more liberal-leaning states, they don't. They took it off the table because I don't. I don't really know why. I think personally, the death penalty is a good thing if the person deserves it. You know, in a case like this, if it comes out that he literally ran through a crowd of people because they were white, one hundred and ten percent yes, death penalty should be on the table. But if you go back and you look through all this stuff, questions to ask your family about COVID. Consider these important questions about Thanksgiving gatherings. Americans try to look past COVID. The unforgettable family recipe, the story behind it. This, this is literally what they're talking about. An analyst, the, la- the latest headache for the global supply chain. Why some U.S. cities are facing crime sprees. Lawmakers describe toxic work environments in Congress. Like this is, these are, this is, this is it on their main pages. Not a single one about, about, about that. It's, it's, it's. It's it's actually somewhat sickening. You just had six people die, I think almost fifty injured, and there's not even a single main headline at all from this from this news network. I mean, it, it makes you realize why they're absolutely plummeting in ratings in viewership. I mean, they they couldn't even like was it Selter whatever his name is Stelter. I don't watch him. I don't I don't really care. But I just read something yesterday that he. Well, he he actually just hit his lowest ratings and views ever in history. He couldn't even crack six hundred thousand views. 600,000 views. He's on a mainstream media network, news network. Couldn't even crack 600,000 views in prime time. You know how terrible that is? It's because of stuff like this. People can see where they, you have foxes doing over 2 million in prime time. You have them doing 600 grand. This is, people see it and they, they, this is why. I don't get how they don't understand that. Anyway, we're going to go back to what we were talking about uh, with this gentleman. He was talking about um, this is the revolution. I, I don't really know exactly what he would... I mean, he knows what he was saying here, but he's never going to publicly admit it. And that's a, to, to me, that's a terrible thing to do. And he's actually... He had, to, he had some response to it. He changed his name from when this video was taken to... Um, well, he didn't really change his name, but he, he, didn't, he deleted the video off of that account. And now he started tweeting from his main account. But he posted on the 22nd after that video went live. Dear white supremacists and all you cheerleaders, I said what I said. If you come anywhere... Black people are with the intent of Kyle-style imitation of police armed or threatening. Sorry, I'm trying reading. This is exactly how it's typed up. Threatening. 
you will get fucked up in self-defense. Don't twist or misrepresent my words. I don't really understand entirely if he, if I don't, I don't know if he understands that a lot of the people aren't going to understand what he said because it's not really a, a complete sentence, just a mashed full of stuff. But uh, I, I don't really know what he said. Intent of Kyle style imitation of police arm. I don't, I don't really, that doesn't really make too much sense. Kyle Rittenhouse, self-defense police are just doing their job. I don't really exactly know what he's going here. He's just, I guess he's just saying, if you come around him with a gun while they're protesting, I guess, I, I guess you're going to get f-ed up in self. Def- I don't really understand that. If you're, if you're going to make threats to the, to, to the world publicly, you should probably reread your tweet and actually make sure that it's coherent so when people get on there and they go to respond to you, you don't have 60 comments saying, I, we, have no, uh, we have no idea entirely what you're even trying to say because it wasn't a coherent sentence. Oh my gosh, the same gentleman. It's just like, I've done a lot of things since I've been on YouTube for the last six or seven years. And sometimes, some of them are pretty stupid. One time I threw a reel in the water. That was like seven, six, seven, six, seven years ago because it broke on me. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. It was also on a, a private pond, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. But I just, I didn't really think too much. He he didn't think too much when he said all this. So it, I'm gonna I'm gonna read his tweets from from how they started to to now. At the end of the day, y'all took two comments completely out of context and made them seem as if I was a matter of factly. That's not me. That's literally what he said. Said matter of factly. Period. Anyway, white fear is rampant in America. Always need a thirst for some enemy to fight. At the time I said what I said, it was general consensus. I this this was just just yesterday because he realized that he got a lot of hate after posting that video. He got so much hate he didn't have the testicle fortitude to keep it up that he actually had to take it down because he realized, oh man, this is probably not a good thing to say that there's a revolution coming because somebody ran over a bunch of white people. Not a good not a good look. Not a good look, especially when you're. I think this guy's like a what is he? Community activist, founder of programs. What was he? Uh, he's pretty high up, I guess, in in the BLM movement up there up north. But he goes on to say, people saw the incident and suspect immediately thought that he did it, one, on purpose, and two, as retaliation for the verdict in Kenosha. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's the case because I, I actually believe um, people went on. You know what? Let's, let's take a gander what people actually probably went on. I believe people were going on the fact that Daryl Brooks himself had stated some stuff publicly that made it really well known that he wasn't really a big fan of white people in general and, and or cops or really anything like that. So, I mean, I'll go ahead and read. I don't think people were coming to an assumption. I think they were just reading exactly what Math Boy Fly was saying. And by the way, please, I'm going to try to read this verbatim, but a lot of stuff in the way that he's talking, uh, and is ND, I just, just give me a sec. He goes on to say this, learned and taught behavior. So when we start back knocking white people, the fuck out, I on, I on a wanna hear it. The old white people too. Knock him the fuck out, period. So people don't come out with the assumption that he did it because he was not a big fan of white people. They came out to it with, with the actual or the actual real thing here that he didn't like. I mean, he literally publicly said this. Okay, well, that's not, if that's not enough, he put this out there as well. White South Americans are prepping for the slaughter removal of all white people within... He's talking about an article that was posted down there. The same gentleman, and it has a, has a gentleman licking a, a giant... I would actually, that's a giant spear. And lastly, why y'all want it to be true and why you wanted to blame BLM just sad to use tragedy for political agendas, to promote and incite further violence, to scare people for thinking black people want to run down white people at parades over Kyle, find something better to do 
use for your war. These kind of things, when they when, when people do say this kind of stuff, it's because they realize they're losing whatever battle that they're having. And he's realizing this as the day has gone on. And he, he's trying to flip it around. It's kind of like when people always say, for instance, when the left is losing an argument, they just go back and refer to everything as being racist. Everything is racist. If you're losing, if they're losing an argument, racism. What? We're, we're literally talking about crayons. That's a, that's the kind of that we're, we're used to. And this is the kind of same thing. Find something better to do, use for your war. There's literally no war going on. But when you, when you come, come out and you publicly state that the revolution has started, you're going to make some people think, oh, man, that's kind of strange. That's really strange. I also saw a video this morning. I didn't want to put it on here because I actually thought it was pretty bad. Um, the was it the new Black Panther Party leader? Uh, I can't remember his name. Something Muhammad. He was talking about if, if they do not get justice down to the Ahmed Arbery uh, trials that they're going to have to have their own secret hitman. What in the world? Is, how are people supposed to take that? This is it's actually a video. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I'm not going to put it on YouTube. He, it, literally him standing there talking about how they need to hire their own in, or su- supply their own hitman with inside of that uh, organization if they don't get the justice they're deserving. How, how are they even allowed to come out and publicly say that? How is that even a thing you're allowed to do? How are you allowed to say, yeah, we need to have hitman? What? what that is not serious but it is serious because this is an actual video that's that surfaced online and this is the, this is the big reason why i started this podcast a lot of people don't 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 get to actually hear the real stuff that goes on because they only have to they only have the opportunity to look at what's going on in the headlines you have myself granted i'm not nearly as large even close to being on this platform as say like shapiro and all those other guys those guys do a really good job but they're not nearly shapiro is extremely educated and probably wouldn't say the things that i would say because i'm just kind of like all right i'm just going to say it the way it is I, you know, he kind of does, but he does it in a more intelligent way. I just say, like, literally, my, my version is, well, that person's a f***ing idiot. So, in this case, yes, that person is a f***ing idiot for saying that. You, you can't public, you shouldn't be able to publicly come out and say you're going to hire Hitman if you don't get what you want. Well, anyway, the left wing uh, attorney general over there in uh, that same that same era, Wakusha, uh, attempts at criminal bail reform have put violent offenders like this gentleman, Daryl Brooks, out on the street at low or no cost in January communities around the country. So this is another thing that they're going to have to deal with. You know how they always say that we have too many people inside of the prison systems and people are getting put in jail for no reason or violent crimes or whatever. They always let them out. Well, this is a good example of why left-wing um, ideological ideas when it comes to how police reform and everything should be handled is not a good idea. The perfect example Police in cities including Milwaukee, New York, Chicago, and L.A. are facing understaffing and low morale in part due to, to policies. These extremely liberal prosecutors who want to talk about uh, restitutive justice and what it means is just putting the public in danger by trying to give these people too many opportunities to reoffend, which they have. This guy's been an offender since 1999, and what else has he done? He's, a, he's literally trafficking a 16-year-old or 15-year-old to L.A. or excuse me, from L.A. to Las Vegas, got her pregnant, and then pimped her out. The same guy who also has an open warrant in Vegas or lost, lost, or um, excuse me, Nevada, was let out of jail on a thousand dollar. Like what the what in the world is going on? Brooks' history is extreme: multiple firearms and battery convictions, strangulation, sex offenses, drug charges, and a fifty-page rap sheet that spans three states. This is the same gentleman that let out twice in one month on on a five hundred dollar bail and a thousand dollar bail. Right now, he's being held at a five million dollar bail, which I know he's not going to be able to pay for and uh with with now what is it going to be six counts of murder i believe oh it says right here oh 
What am I talking about? This was before that the the last young child was just killed. Five million dollar bail on five charges of first degree intentional homicide, Wisconsin's equivalent to first degree murder. If convicted on all counts, a longtime felon would face five consecutive life sentences. A sixth charge is expected following the death of another victim. This one, a child who had been hospitalized for two days. So there you go. I do not believe that Wisconsin has a death penalty, do they? Oh, God, they haven't had it since 1853. That's Well, if they don't have the death penalty, which they clearly don't because they haven't had it for like 170 years, they're going to have they're, they're gonna have to do a little bit of more a, a, a reform when it comes to their justice system up there in Wisconsin. I would hope so. I have a buddy up in Wisconsin lives there and kind of feel for him. He has lived in that state. This is always a good one. So you guys want to know why some U.S. cities are facing a spree of smashing grab? I would love to. 18 people broke into a Nordstrom department on LA, or excuse me, in LA, Monday night and stole $1,000 worth of merchandise. <laughs> yeah, LA, way to go. The theft followed a smash of similar incidents over the weekend in San Francisco Bay Area. A group of thieves swarmed the Southland Mall in Hayward on Sunday evening, wielding hammers to smash cases of jewelry store before grabbing the items and fleeting. But you know what? It's fine. They were just protesting. No big deal. They come to hammers, you know, sickle and hammer type deal. Three suspects, uh, excuse me, three suspects were arrested Saturday night after a mob ransacked a Nordstrom department store in Walnut Creek, east of San Francisco. Eighty suspects were involved, and they fled the outdoor mall in at least ten different vehicles. That's crazy, actually. That's pretty organized. The robbery came after similar raids Friday night near San Francisco Union Square, where the thieves targeted Louis Vuitton, Burberry, and Bloomingdale store, a Walgreens, and a cannabis dispenser. Why in the world would you go rob a Walgreens? Every time I go into a Walgreens, I'm going in there to get. I don't even know stuff to put on my armpits, some candy. Like, like I'm trying to like envision inside of a Walgreens right now. I guess there's makeup. Makeup's expensive. Drugs. Dr- yeah, what kind of drugs? There's not a lot of drugs in Walgreens. Like, yeah, you got to get behind the counter. Maybe they did go behind the counter. The hell, I don't know. Anyway, 14 robbers barged into a Louis Vuitton store in, in Chicago last week, and they actually fled with more than a hundred thousand dollars in handbags. So. These, these cities are doing really good. Good job. Way to go. You guys over there in those liberal cities, you guys are fucking hard on crime, tough on crime. Good job. San Francisco has been on a surge in crime since it reopened from the pandemic. In the Central District, for example, larceny and theft incidents are up 88% from last year, and crime is up almost 52%. Oh, my gosh, do a little bit of a dance because defund the police has worked. One reason for this is law enforcement's lack of resources, which means theft cases sometimes are put on the back burner. Oh, are they really? The defund the police movement has sapped some officers' morale. Oh, who would have who would have thought? There's no political will to prosecute people in this climate. So why should a police officer waste his time getting into an altercation when the person is not going to go to jail because it's overcrowded and a prosecutor is not going to prosecute the case because it's not on the high priority list? So apparently, there's been a ring of crime. Going throughout the United States where people are literally setting up these low-level people to go in and make smashing grads. By the way, and there has more to do it. For example, Proposition 47 there in California, the measure raised the threshold from a felony from 500 to 950. The benefit far outweighs the risk since the threshold for misdemeanor offense is now $950. So you have a whole bunch of people that are willing to risk risk the biscuit to steal stuff because now they don't have to worry about getting catching a felony, as they would say, because if it's under 950, they're good. This is this is one of the reasons why I'm so glad I live in Texas. Like yesterday, we were talking about if people were to ask me if crime has, has crime raised, I have no idea. I, I guess I don't put myself around those situ- scenarios to where I have to worry about it. But apparently, in Chicago, I mean, we already know Chicago's an absolute shithole in the first place. 
when it comes to crime and just what just everything about that 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 place. I kind of feel bad for the people who listen to this thing over there in Illinois because there's a lot of good people out on the outer outskirts. I mean, it's really just farmland. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Illinois. It is legit farmland outside, and they got giant deer. That's a crazy part. They got giant deer, and it's just farms. And then you go into Chicago, and it's absolute just shit. It's a flaming pile of turd that was left in somebody's doorstep. But I got the answer for you guys. To avoid COVID, don't worry, CNN's got the answer for Thanksgiving. You guys ready for this? You got to ask your family and friends these questions. I'm a numbers guy. I love stats, love numbers, love percentages. Results are in from a new survey. You guys prepped and ready for this? Keep yourself seated. You don't want to fall over when you hear these. Found that among 682 U.S. adults, honestly, I don't know where they, they surveyed these people, but they definitely were not from, from where I am, where I'm at. They were planning to see their, their family for Thanksgiving. 31% say they view there to be large or moderate risk in seeing friends or family this holiday, down from 64% of last year. Who, whoa. Who are they surveying? Where are they, they? I wish they would. <coughs> I wish they would tell us exactly where they're getting these surveys done because thirty-one percent of of three or six hundred eighty-two people say there's a large to moderate risk from seeing their friends. Imagine those are probably the same people that haven't seen, they haven't been outside the last two years. Among those planning to gather this Thanksgiving, thirty percent said the guests will include unvaccinated people, and another seventeen said they don't know whether their guests are vaccinated or not. Which means that almost half of the survey respondents. Could be around unvaccinated people for the holiday. Well, all right. Thanks for those heartwarming stats. It literally mean nothing. I think they're just trying to prove a fact that I guess people aren't back. I have no idea. Anyway, you guys ready for this? Question number one, you need to ask everybody that's coming to the table and or coming to your house. Have you been vaccinated? That should, I, I promise you, if you ask anybody that's coming to your house this, they're not going to get mad at you. They're not going to send you a mean text. They're going to be generally very nice. They're not going to tell you it's none of your business, I promise. It's like me asking, hey, do you have gonorrhea? I promise it's going to go over really well. Really well. Do it. Because since his family members are fully vaccinated, Dr. Fauci said that he will be spending the holidays with his family and it's okay to ditch the mask when everybody is vaccinated. All right, remember that. Keep that up there between your ears, just for me right now, all right? That what Fauci just said. Scroll down. Question two. Have you been tested? I promise you, you're not going to piss anybody off at your family or, or, or organization deal, whatever you're doing, your event, because we're going to find out later on that it's definitely not a holiday you should be excited about. Ask him if they've been tested. Three, should we crack an open window? Should we, should we crack it? Especially you guys up there in the north. I'm sure you guys are going to absolutely be thrilled to crack a window because we have a cold front coming in. I'm sure it's going to be 10 degrees outside. Crack them windows, baby. Crack them, crack them, crack, crack them wide open. All right. Question four. Is there anyone at Severe Risk who needs to mask up? If you don't ask these questions, by the way, these questions are more important and we're a top headline on CNN than the person named Daryl Brooks running people over. This is a better question to be asking. Is everybody there? Masking up. Here we go. This is from CNN's medical analysis, Dr. Leanna Wen. Y'all ready for this? If everybody is generally healthy and they're vaccinated and boosted, probably, probably, yes, probably it's fine for everyone to remove their mask and have a very normal Thanksgiving meal. Probably. Holy shit. 
What did Dr. Fauci say? The king of all stab nation? You can do it. He's doing it. But if you scroll down, make sure to end this thing with a little bit of fear mongering. It's probably okay. We're not going to tell you guys it is okay because we don't know. We kind of want you guys to kind of be on a leash with us. It's probably okay. Don't, you know, it might might be. If you go on the read even more, it says that the kids, if since they're not fully vaccinated, they need to hurry up and speed eat their meal. Like they need to eat their meal really fast so they're not sitting at the table with adults. In my family, I think in everybody's family, there's a kid's table and there's an adult table. Sometimes I wish I was at the kid's table, to be honest with you. But don't worry. I got it for y'all. We want to talk about Thanksgiving and the genocide that happened with Thanksgiving. Don't give thanks to anybody in your, and just, just, you know what? I got it. I got you guys. Don't worry. I got a handful of things you guys are going to love. This is from the New York Post columnist, Kyle Smith. He is a phenomenal writer. I mean, he's out there doing big things with his life. Good on him. Because Thanksgiving is about murder, plunder, and hate. Invite your relatives over to spread love and gravy. No. If you really want to honor the spirit of Thanksgiving, you should whip yourself with a barbed wire all day. That's from Kyle Smith from the New York Post. Good job, buddy. Thank you for your kind words for this Thanksgiving. MSNBC declares genocide is still on the menu. Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those sellers brought genocide and violence. Genocide and violence is still on the menu. State-sponsored violence against Native and Black Americans is still commonplace and violent. Private white supremacy is celebrated and subsidized. Indigenous and Black people are still being murdered by those paid to protect us. Racism. Thanksgiving. Go together. Don't eat a turkey? Don't worry, that's also racist, apparently. Every year, Americans breed, kill, and eat around 46 million turkeys on Thanksgiving. And they taste damn good. A little bit of gravy, a little bit of cranberry. Mm. There's really no reason for the cruel and unsustainable tradition. Backtrack real quick. It's pretty sustainable if we're killing 46 million every year and we're eating them every year. I think that's pretty sustainable. These days, there are many ways... I'm sorry, I I went to go read this and just rebought it myself. These days, there are so many vegan turkey alternates on the market, which are way more... I can't read this. Like, seriously, I'm sorry. They're all more compassionate and environmentally friendly choices. Can I also put it out there? If, if anybody that's actually vegan read... If they understand health and nutrition even the slightest bit, they read at the back of these vegan alternates. They're actually really not good for you. They're loaded with carbs and salt, which are a terrible mixture. An absolute terrible... You don't want to mix a ton of... Oh, excuse me, sugars. You don't want to mix a terrible carbs, ter- a lot of sugar, and a lot of salt together. That's not a good mixture. Carbs are terrible for you. You may as well just eat a loaf of bread. Honestly, tastes better than a turkey alternate. Anyway, if you're hosting or attending Thanksgiving dinner this year, remember the true origins of the holiday. Consider sharing the true story with your friends and family. This is from the same article, by the way. Thanksgiving glorifies the apparent colonization of indigenous people. You know who's probably having a really tough time every single year with her 1 in 6,000% Indian heritage? Elizabeth Warren. Our favorite person. I couldn't even remember her name. That's how irrelevant she is to me. That's kind of like when Elon Musk tweeted at, at old Bernie that he was he forgot that he was still alive. I forgot about Elizabeth Warren. But this is this is definitely her time. This is her month. This not her month, but this is her day. Her one in six thousand and two hundred and ninetieth percentage Indian. She'll be out there. If you guys didn't know, US Today is actually say this is a day of mourning. 
for many. Rather than a celebration of peace and shared prosperity between Native Americans and pilgrims, Thanksgiving represents a dark shadow of genocide and resilience of Native American people. Explain the holiday isn't a happy time for them, and they consider it a day of mourning. This year, Julie is not celebrating Thanksgiving and instead organizing an event on Native American Heritage Day called Thanks for Kids, which celebrates Native children. Well, that's very sweet of her, but it's still Thanksgiving to me. I love turkey and gravy. When the pilgrims arrived on the Mayflower in 1620, they didn't bring thanks. They didn't bring bring thanks. They said they brought racist genocide and gave nothing. Okay, we're done with that. We get it. Thanksgiving, racist. I wonder what they're going to do in the NFL because we know the NFL has gone woke significantly over the last couple of years, and it's hurt them pretty bad. It's kind of funny. A couple of years ago, before they started going woke, uh, they didn't have like a ton of like military tributes. In the last two years, they've had a significant amount. Because they realize, oh my God, we are losing the side of America that is not super woke. And uh, people don't really like it. But I give them props. But Thanksgiving's next on the chopping block. Because you have Thanksgiving Day specials. There's going to be turkeys. I promise you. Dallas Cowboy game, you better believe you're going to see a damn turkey up there. Gobbling around. Oh, Jerry, don't f*** around. Someone's just going to have a 20-foot tall turkey running around the stadium. All hot and bothered. All right. This one's kind of crazy, by the way. This one has nothing to do with politics or, or what we ever talk about, but NASA launched a spacecraft. You guys remember the movie Armageddon? I'm not big into space and all that. I think it's kind of a scary place to think about. I don't know if I'd want to go out there. I would be, I'd be too cowardly to go out there. To be honest. Imagine how quiet it is. You're all alone. You're floating around. It's cold. You're alone. Imagine how small you must feel. The anxiety would be just ravaging in my body, looking down on Earth as you're just floating around. Anyway. NASA launched a spacecraft Tuesday night on a mission to smash into an asteroid and test whether it could possibly knock a speeding space rock off course if it were to threaten Earth. I thought this was pretty interesting when I was reading. I was like, man, this is kind of cool. If all goes well, by the way, it takes a long time to get there. In September of 2022, it will slam head on into, where did they get these names? Demorpheus, an asteroid 525 feet across that is going 15,000 miles per hour. This isn't going to destroy the asteroid. It's going to give it a small budge. Imagine shoving a rocket ship into, like, imagine how big that thing has to be for you to slam into it. And the thing is traveling for 10 months. And it just, just gives it a small nudge. Dart. Dart's goal is to crash that will slow Demorpheus down that will cause it to fall closer towards the bigger asteroid, shaving 10 minutes off its orbit. The change of orbital period measured by telescopes on Earth, the minimum change for the mission to be considered success is 73 seconds. Oh, my God. They shoot this rocket ship up there to cost how many millions of dollars to run it into a floating rock that's going 15,000 miles an hour to shave 73 seconds off. I guess that must change the trajectory significantly over a long period of time, but it'll take 10 months to, uh, to reach it. And the collision will occur about 6.8 million miles from earth that rocket is cruising 6.8 million miles in 10 10 months and apparently at the end of it they're going to have one of the other countries i don't recall which one it was it says it on here i would like to say italy oh yeah it is italian italian space agency is going to have like another rocket that follows it that's going to take photos of the impact that's gonna be kind of cool it's gonna be live streamed yeah space i don't know how the hell they're gonna live stream it. it's kind of crazy think about that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't have, we had like little computers inside of our hands at all times now. Back then, we had like little tiny flip phones. Now they're about to live stream a fucking rocket ship 15, mile, 15 million miles away, crashing into a rock. Yeah, that was a weird, awkward silence because I was just thinking to myself, 
who are we gonna, what are we going to do next? I remember actually reading an article or seeing the headline this morning about we're changing the UFO. I didn't even think about clicking on it because it wasn't really. I don't like I said, the, uh, I was about to say the news. Space is kind of a scary place. It's right here. Pentagon launching a new UFO program. It's a new investigation unit that's replacing the Navy. I didn't even click on this, but now that I'm talking about the UFO stuff, I probably should actually read this. I didn't know the Navy's panel was created just last year to improve an understanding of the gain of insight into UFOs. So now there are the federal government is embarking on a new attempt to explain the unexplainable. It's called the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. Oh, my God. A-O-I-M-S-G. Wow, that's a hell of an identifier. They should just call themselves a UFO management group. Sounds they should they should hire me to uh, think of their names. The move comes after the U.S. intelligence community verified a number of unexplained aerial sightings earlier this year and admitted it could not explain the phenomena. The Department of Defense said it takes subject of airborne objects very seriously whether the objects are identified or not. Nearly 150 UFO sightings have been investigated by the government since 2004. Most of those sightings are unrelated to secret government programs. The Navy Task Force wrote in a report, the newest UFO-related initiative will attempt to upgrade policies, training technology related to investigation of UFOs. Wow. I don't know. That's kind of scary. Wow. Talk about this. This is a strange little podcast. This is what you guys never know what you're going to hop on here. Talk about somebody saying that uh, the revolution has started. I don't entirely know exactly what that, what that entails. Down to uh, our Elizabeth Warren down to what else are we talking about today? Oh, Thanksgiving's racist, and then we ended on UFOs. I was thinking about getting a co-host for the show, but I don't think I do. I think I just go on the, the whatever news site and just click on stuff, and I think I can actually keep myself entertained, for God's sakes. I should do a one that's just called reading the comments section. God, I read some of the comments and some of these things, and it's just like, I just want to take the mic and just fuck myself in the head with it. I'm sure that was really loud. For you guys listening to the podcast, you guys just didn't realize I just beat my head across a mic. All right, I got to get out of here. It's hunting season. I'm going to try to kill some more stuff. I killed some yesterday. And uh, I do love you guys. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Enjoy your time with your family. No, I'm sure I, I don't. I don't. I don't suggest asking him those questions. But, I mean, if you feel that necessary, you probably should. Charles, you vaccinated? Oh, he is. Okay, good. Uh, no, they did. They said you have to have a booster or you cannot eat turkey. So, All right, I love you guys. I'm out of here. See you.